When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by Pete Quinnell. Hello. Hello, man. How's it going? Hi. Not too bad. How about you? Very, very well, thank you. I've had quite a quiet morning. Yeah. I've been doing some stuff for the podcast i've been reading mm-hmm. the observer ready for tomorrow mm-hmm. and yeah it's more or less been about it really yeah i mean i could tell when i came in the office and it was just you and simon having a chat oh we were that having a, 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 about it. a little chinwag <laughs> me and housemate simon having a proper little chinwag about <laughs> the state of television and all sorts mm-hmm. of cabins uh so yeah so it's been okay mate mm, but uh you will be here all the time soon all enough. the time so you'll get to see that in all its glory. I know, I can't wait. I mean, it's been over a month since I since the offer was made to actually start full time. WrestleMania season. Yeah, that was the night after Mania, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a WrestleMania review uh, podcast. That's right. Ramble. Uh, So that's, yeah, April 8th. And now it's May 16th. 16th. (laughs) I've still not started full time yet. (laughs) Well, you know, that's what will will happen. Yeah. uh, Hmm. Estate agents. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's say estate agents. <laughs> to yeah. put it politely, yeah. estate agents. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, uh, this goes out to Linus as well, who said, uh, hey guys, listen to the Raw Review, and I heard you talking about uh, Tough Enough uh, and uh, how I said that well, it hasn't really created any stars. Mm-hmm. Like, because someone was saying that we should bring Tough Enough back, but for like creative, and I thought well, that was quite a funny little idea yeah. actually. Nice. Um, but I was like, the problem is with Tough Enough is that like WWE just never bothered to sign any or push any of the people mm-hmm. out of it and that like some people like oh what about this person what about this person what about this mm-hmm. person but really let's be honest folks there's one person the Miz <laughs> yeah. is the only and I'm going to clarify this star yes that has come out of Tough Enough yeah there have been people they have signed as Linus says here like the Velveteen Dream and Fire and Desire mm-hmm. but they're not stars they're just bodies on the roster yeah Velveteen Dream has all the potential in the world but he is not a star as of yet. Not yet. He's a star on the NXT roster. He's one of the biggest stars on the NXT roster, but he's not a WWE star. No, he is not. He is not a <laughs> name that people would recognize. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So tough enough. Yeah. Brought us Maven, and that's about it. And Cameron of the Funkadactyls, thank you very hey, much. And she recently said she's making a comeback to wrestling. Oh, I can't wait for that. And she's spoken to WWE and everything. It's, have you seen this video? Which one? So she released a video. I'm guessing it's on her own YouTube channel. Right. But it is weird. Because it's it's one part video blog about how I'm making a return to wrestling. And right. I've spoken to WWE and I'm really excited about coming back. 
and another half just booty shaking at a camera. (laughs) (laughs) She just climbs onto a bed and just starts booty shaking. And I'm like, I don't think I should be watching this at work, to be honest. I'm not, I mean, sure, I'm not sure I'm comfortable putting this in the news. Yeah, I, was that her? That, I mean, basically, that was her gimmick as part of the Funkin' Actors, just to be attractive while Brodus Clay did his thing. Oh, yeah. So I guess that's her gimmick when she comes back. I guess so. She also had one of my all time favorite raw moments ever when mm. she uh, did a split, like a, a splits thing mm-hmm. as like a pin, uh, but the person was face down. And then she had to go at the referee for not counting the <laughs> pinfall. And I'm like, oh, you put these out in li- on live TV. My God. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Women's wrestling has come a long way. It has. In a very short... In WWE, I should say. It's been, yes. It's been... Yeah, Impact have been doing wonders for decades. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it's been come leaps and bounds in the last few years. <laughs> for, for sure. For WWE. Uh, and thank you to Ruben Johnson, who sent a very, very interesting email in uh, about uh, the Kabuki Warriors name. I thought I'd read this one out. It just says, Hello, okay. Luke, Ali, Laurie, and all the Wrestle Talk lads. Not you, Andy. Uh, I equally hate the name Kabuki Warriors just as much as the next person. Anything that sounds Japanese, stick it with the Japanese women, just like when Asuka and Kairosane were paired together in the first place. Anyway, the word kabuki, though famously known for the ancient kabuki theatre, also has a different meaning for me. My little sister, Kitty, who is 10, has a rare genetic disorder called kabuki syndrome. The complications with kabuki syndrome include heart defects, feeding difficulties, vision and hearing difficulties, weak muscle tone, and frequent infections. It's called kabuki syndrome due to the similarities in facial features uh, people with kabuki have and the kabuki theatre mask that two Japanese men discovered the disorder. Uh, my sister's had up and downs in her life, including 14 operations in her short 10-year lifespan. Oof. Jesus. Yeah. As well as coming over massive hurdles, including doctors saying she'll never overcome, such as eating, talking, walking, to name a few. In fact, just last week, she competed uh, She uh, competed in a gym competition and came first. My wow. parents set up a UK-based charity, Kabuki UK, uh, to bring together hundreds of families whose children all suffer from those rare, uh, the same rare genetic disorder. So with a few families in my back garden in sunny old Bournemouth, it is now an annual event held on a farm near Birmingham. I used to get bullied for having a sister with special needs, but I need to do... Uh, but I do all I need to see things just overcome and I count myself lucky to have her as my sister I'm now an ambassador for one of Dorset's biggest children hospices and I do a lot of work for them my main job is doing public speaking from a room of 30 people up to a huge full 3,000 people I just want to be uh, an ambassador and spread the message that being different is a-okay sorry for the long email I just thought I would share the word what kabuki means to me let's just hope WWE don't mess these up we can always pray big love to you guys as always that's from Ruben what a fantastic email that was amazing congratulations to you and your sister as well that was incredible story and your family thanks Absol- for sharing absolutely um this one comes in from daniel um we're giving, giving him very different kind of wishes here uh hi cool. luke and everyone at rest talk i've had a lot of free time at the moment so i've set myself a challenge to watch every ww pay-per-view from 1995 until now uh and after a few weeks I- <laughs> right yeah <laughs> After a few weeks, I'm into 2004, and you can notice the content changing. I'm a younger fan, so I haven't seen a lot of these shows. So do you have any standout shows that instantly come to mind between 2004 and 2010 that I should particularly look forward to? Thanks, Dan Partridge. Oof, mate, you well, went through that rough 1996-1997 period mm. where, man, and all those terrible... Like WrestleMania 13, what a dreadful show that was. <laughs> and I don't think... Uh, 2003 was a rough old time as well when they really didn't know what the brand split was. Mm. It was just, every pay-per-view was just like, it was raw, but again. (laughs) (laughs) And now now there is a title and it was very, very bad. That's not great. Yeah, my my knowledge of that kind of period of wrestling is quite limited uh, because I watched very briefly when I was quite young, uh, mainly because my 
older brothers watched it and I happened to also be there while they were watching it. So that was secondhand watching it. And then I didn't really get back into it until about 2010, actually, mm. was when I started watching it again. It's actually the Nexus that brought me back ah, into well. it. So, yeah, that whole period from, like, probably about 2000... No, a little bit later than that. Because yeah. I, I remember watching The Invasion with my brothers. That was a thing that happened. But after that, my mind's blank until about 2010. Yeah, so. I think 2005, like, that's I got back into wrestling around 2005. I dropped out uh, 2002-ish, mm -hmm. shortly after WrestleMania X8, basically. Yeah. Um, God, I'm trying to think of any, like, standout pay-per-views. Because I'll be honest, that period of time, that five-year period of time is quite bad. Mm. Particularly on the Raw side of things, because you're like the DX reunion, which mm -hmm. was dreadful. The yeah. never-ending feud there with Vince McMahon. I think that lasted five years. I oh, might be exaggerated, but it so it was never-ending. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think. Like I, I find though that it's 2011 is sort of the period you want to be looking towards. Like I think that's when it starts to pick up again. Although, actually, yeah, no, I've completely forgot. 2005. I think it's 2005. Was One Night Stand. Uh, there was One Night Stand 2005 and One Night Stand 2006. Yeah. Or was it 2006 and 2007? One of the think two. The original ECW One Night Stand, was that 2000? Yeah, it was 2005. 2005. And then they had a 2006 yeah. one as and then, well. Yeah, the 2006 one's also a lot of fun, but the 2005 yeah. one is an extra yeah. special show. So Absolutely, yeah. That is one I would highly recommend. Although if you're going through the network, you won't find it under WWE. you got to head on over to, <laughs> yeah. to ECW to, to find that of one. Of course, yeah. Along with December to Dismember. <laughs> Both shows we have done on our Patreon podcast. Mm. You're very, very welcome. Uh, this is a follow-up email from Aaron. Yeah, it was a cheap plug. So a follow-up email from Aaron, um, who sent us an email about uh, our irrational fears. And he mm, sent us an e yes. uh, email in about uh, snakes. Hi, guys. I'm just sending a little clarification email. When I said all snakes, I literally mean all snakes. When I go to the zoo, I never go to the snake exhibit. I had a girlfriend with a split tongue resembling a snake, and we had to break up because I didn't like the feeling. <laughs> I don't like snake eyes on a dice. I'm terrified of the Viper Randy Orton. I'm not joking. I'm horrified by all snakes. Once again, thanks, guys. Also, I'd buy some Andy merch. Oh, wow. Well, you're in, email, we're in the email with the last email little bit there. was going so well. <laughs> it's going so well. Um, we're gonna, uh, I was going to ask you a question, but I'll save that for the outro, I mm -hmm. think. Well, we'll have this Rusev Hey, This comes in from Julian. It says, Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie. How's it going? Got a Rusev Hey, Been meaning to send in. Back in late October, my friend and I went to a Raw show in Charlotte, North Kakalaki. To be more specific, the go-home show for the Saudi Crown Jewel event. Mm. After the show, my buddy and I explored the city a bit, and we eventually decided to go to our local 24-hour diner. On the walk up to the entrance doors, a homeless man called for us, asking if we could get him some food. My amigo probably responded with a, yep, which in itself was fine, but he then followed on with a come on as he signals the guy to follow us. Seeing as this is a complete stranger from the street, I was not particularly happy about him being invited to a diner without uh, my consent. We walk into the restaurant, I turn to the right, leaning across a rail, trying not to be visible, showing my frustration to my pals and new guests. In doing so, I slowly recognize a very large man in a nice suit sitting two booths across me. It was only Bobby Splashley. <laughs> the waitress led us to our table, passing by two teenagers in Ziggler and McIntyre shirts. We sat down and I tell the other two what I just saw. Mind you, neither of them... Uh, Mind you, neither care or know about wrestling. My mate only came to hang out with me. I uh, expressed how I wanted to go say hello to Bobby, but couldn't muster up the courage. It was thanks to the homeless man's encouragement that I eventually got up. I walked over to Bobby and said, Hello, Mr. Lashley. I'm a big fan of yours since TNA. Thank you for everything. He said he appreciated that and did a fist bump. I didn't want to bother him or ask him for a picture as he was playing on his phone before I approached him, and I figured the other two fans had already approached him. <laughs> thanks for reading out this email. I hope you all had a great time with Ready to Rumble on May 7th. I'll be around. Uh, I'll be having a good time with my first... 
legal drinks, as that would be my 21st birthday. Any recommendations of your favorite whiskey, scotch, or bourbons? Thank you for the great content. Julian from the US of A. Ooh. Oh, is that, that might be a question for you. Are you a bourbon man uh, or a whiskey not man? Not really, no. I'm, uh, generally, I'm a vodka man if I have to drink spirits. It's normally cider and then vodka. Or rum. Those are my drinks, really. Mm-hmm. Not too into whiskey or gin or anything else, really. Um, Jack Daniels? Like, Jack Daniels or honey? Honey JD is great. Yeah, Honey JD, that's, that's, that's the only whiskey I've ever enjoyed. In fact, I, mm. Laurie and I were talking about this in the podcast, mm-hmm. and we uh, someone came up to, at that screening of Ready to Rumble, mm-hmm. who was a Canadian, and he'd come from Canada, not specifically for the screening. I think <laughs> yeah, he yeah. had like, organized a trip to London, and this was part of the right, trip. Yeah. But he brought across some maple syrup, yeah. and he said, you need to put this in whiskey. Like, this is what you need to drink within whiskey. Mm-hmm. So that's my only recommendation I've got for you, and it's from a lovely yeah. Canadian man who said... Put this in your whiskey. Yeah, why not? So, if, it, if it works with honey, I would I would imagine maple syrup also does the same job. Absolutely. So better. there you go. Maple syrup is the answer. Absolutely. Um, it's the answer to everything. Uh, yeah. I mean, funny enough, actually, we because me and Laurie are doing the Money in the Bank live stream uh, for WrestleTalk Indeed. this coming Sunday. I was thinking of bringing that maple syrup with me so mm-hmm. that me and Laurie could try it on the live stream. That'd be great. Then I remembered we have got to do a Wrestle Ramble record afterwards as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I can't be drinking too much. <laughs> no, maybe we'll exactly. do it as like a little sample thing. Yeah, but maybe have like a small glass. Yes. And then continue with your water and other healthy Ooh, drinks. Water <laughs> and a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Party! <laughs> uh, let's have this one last Russo hey before we get into the main show. This comes in from Jacob. He says, Dear Luke, Ollie, El Fagador, Pete, et al., but absolutely not Lord Randall, son of a dat. Uh, I recently had an awkward encounter of my life when I walked into the offices of the BBC Radio Norfolk in the fine city of Norwich. Aha! <laughs> I opened the door and who should I be sitting directly ahead of me but none other than the hardcore legend Mick Foley who wow. uh, gave us a lovely shout out uh, ready to rumble. He Foley did. was appearing on one of the shows to promote his upcoming appearance at WAW. Uh, Fightmare, uh, the promotion owned and operated by Paige's family, uh, Dan and Kara Road in June. I was completely starstruck and I had no idea what to do, so I eventually settled on walking up to him, gushing about how he's one of my all-time favourite wrestlers and making a total fool of myself. Eventually, one of the radio hosts saved me when he offered to take a picture of me and Mick and I left him with one final embarrassing line, which I told him to, have a nice day. Oh. I know, I'm terrible. <laughs> I may have gotten into a trouble with my bosses for making such a fuss over Mick, but it was totally worth it to talk to one of the best of all time and even get a picture with him. It was a once-in-a-lifetime experience and I still can't fully believe it happened. Keep up the amazing work and a big shout-out to all the fantastic writers at WrestleTalk.com who do an incredible job at maintaining my go-to wrestling news website. Kind regards. And there is our buddy uh, Jacob here with the Micker. Oh, with pictures. Lovely. Absolutely. Pics or it did not happen, and you sent those pics, so it did happen. Absolutely did. Strapping young lad you look there, Jacob, Class. as well. Fantastic. Uh, we'll do some more. We've got one more reason of hate to do in the outro portion of this podcast. Uh, but before that, we're going to be talking NXT and the state of the tag title division, which have now been vacated, I guess. Here's the show. Uh, Laurie's not here today. Laurie has got the same illness that Ollie had on Monday and the same illness I had over the weekend mm-hmm. that has kind of put a lot of us out of commission. So Pete and, has stepped in. And the same illness that I haven't got yet. Oh, so, it's it's on its way. Please don't. <laughs> I hey, don't want to take any more time off. Look, dude, I, I'm, I'm annoyed 
that I don't take time off from this job, and mm-hmm. I got ill on one of my days off. <laughs> <laughs> the bloody weekends. Of course. Everyone yeah. else gets ill on the during the week. They mm-hmm. get a day off work. Me, no, bloody Saturday. Selfish. Self. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so this is the post-NXT Wrestle Ramble, which is sponsored by our own bloody magazine. Go ahead and buy our own bloody magazine. It's, it's bloody terrific. It's it good. features excellent, excellent articles in there, including the women's top 50. Um, but we're going to kick things off talking about the NXT tag team title situation. Now, last mm. week, we saw the Forgotten Sons attack the uh, War Raiders. Prior to that, we saw the Street Profits kind of take... Sorry, the Viking, Viking Raiders. Raiders yeah. Take the Viking Raiders to the to you know to their utmost uh, to the limit. To the limit. That's the yeah, word I was after. Thank you very much, Pete. It's why you're here. Yep. Uh, took them to the limit, and this week the what Viking, Viking Raiders, Raiders. <laughs> sorry came out and said the Kabuki Warriors came out and said, mm-hmm. "Hey, no one can beat us." And I actually, I thought they were getting some like fairly heel heat for for this as well. They were. Um, I mean, their heels up on Raw and Smack... Uh, sorry, on Raw, rather. But they've been very much baby faces in NXT. But they were kind of healing, uh, healing it up slightly, but also getting heel reactions from the crowd. Absolutely. And I found it curious. I don't know at what point uh, these episodes were taped. At what point was the name change apparent for these ones? Were it, was it already Viking Raiders before this one was taped? Or do yes, you think it that- was. Yeah. So they so- had done a the taping where they faced Street Profits. Yes. That was pri- That was taped prior to their Raw debut. So they were right. still War Raiders on that show. Right. But this was a the latest set of taping since after they debuted and they got the new name. Would they have been Viking Experience at the time of they tape this or Viking Raiders? Oh, Viking Raiders, I think. So it says Viking Raiders on the Tron when they come out. But that's what I mean, though. On the Raw, they would have been Viking Experience slash Raiders. I, I'm just yeah. curious to see whether it was this crowd's first time of having the Viking Raiders name and then being like, uh, and maybe that's why they were being a bit like, boo, you've got another name. No, like, I, think this, I think this had come out or been taped after okay. that had happened. I think anyway. Yeah. Right. Randy, if you can look into that for us, that'd be very helpful. Okay. That'd be grand. Thanks, man. Um, um, yeah, yeah, but, but I, th- I still think, though, that yes, they were getting some heel reactions. And I don't know whether that's anything to do with the main roster or... I Something. think it was more just because they were saying that we're we're vacating the belts. Yeah, I, well, I, I think, think that, that I think people getting... wanted to see a title change. Absolutely, yeah, and I can understand the reaction of them being like, "No one can beat us." Here's the title. Everyone goes, "Boo! We want yeah. we want someone to beat you on the way out. We want you to you know have a good match on the way out." But I think they were even getting slightly heel reactions even before they made that announcement, which was mm. quite curious. Yeah, essentially but... they were just like, you know, we are. No one can beat us. Mm. We've beaten all there is. So we're just calling out William Regal. William Regal comes out and they just hand him the tag titles. Yeah. But before they can make it official, the Street Profits come down. Big and uh, Big, big. Uh, yeah, big and I think it was when the Profits came out, I think this, this NXT crowd thought, okay, so Street Profits are going to be tag champs by the end of this taping. Absolutely. Like, they're going to yeah. win those belts. And that was yeah. quite evident by the, the, the uh, main event of this show as well. Um, and the Street Profit says that, like, hey, you know, we know, like, we lost the last time we faced, but we know we can beat you. And deep down, you know we can beat us, Viking Raiders. And then Angelo Dawkins pauses and says, if that if is your real name. Oh, what a great line. <laughs> what crowd, a great line. The crowd, oh. oh. Really Loved great. it. I, I put in my notes, 
in all capitals, Angelo Dawkins, lad. <laughs> Just for that. So Loved awesome. it. It was such a good moment. And I thought, I mean, I like Angelo Dawkins, but I love me some Montez Ford. I thought Ford, mm. Ford was awesome. And they really goaded the Raiders into giving them the match. Absolutely, yeah. And the Raiders take back their belts and they demand William Regal make the match. And William Regal makes the match for later on that night. And mm-hmm. it is, it were, Street Profits were super over. They were really over. And I, I loved over. when he announced and he said, right, later tonight we're going to have... Uh, the Viking Raiders defending their tag team championships against any kind of pause it for a second the Street Profits and Montez Ford celebrated like he'd already won the titles <laughs> literally going around it's like yeah come yeah, on it's like yeah. he like, cried Start, da- yeah he's nearly crying like dancing around the ring it was like you haven't won yet mate but yeah no it was great Loved um, it. we also had uh, I'm just trying to find where it is in my notes because there's a moment when Kathy Kelly was standing outside William Regal's office Indeed, to talk about something and then the uh, uh, she confirmed it was Io Shirai versus Shayna Baszler that there was it is and uh, yeah and um, uh, the Forgotten Sons walk up there it is Fat now and then the Forgotten Sons Forgotten Sons walk up Forgotten Sons Forgotten Sons uh, walk up and say how have the Street Profits stolen our NXT tag team title shots mm-hmm. like, that's fair Which enough is you, you beat up the War Raiders last week yeah. and you didn't lose to a tag match to them exactly. you were the finalist in the Dusty but the Street Profits were knocked out first round yeah, exactly. made to the final yeah they've got a legitimate grievance they said but we, and then I think it was Cutler was like we've been forgotten again classic and uh, yeah, and then Jackson was like and we'll make sure they never forget us and I'm like mm-hmm. this, this forgotten thing gets hammered home a bit too much <laughs> it's a little bit much isn't it and, uh, yeah, and that's when I, I turn off a little bit on the Forgotten because I'm turning a corner on them, mm-hmm. and I thought they were actually did a really had a really good showing in the Dusty Classic, and I've been kind of enjoying a lot of their work, and I like their intensity, and I really like Jackson Riker. But then when they're given these sort of promo things where they're like, "We will not be forgotten," <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, come on, guys, you're on every week's show. You're clearly not that forgotten. It's just hammering home yeah. the point and, and not doing it very subtly. Exactly, it's like yeah. a giant hammer and a giant nail. Exactly, yeah, bit much. Uh, but then we got our main event, which I thought was a heck of a lot of fun. But uh, you was. did not see this finish coming. Because <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> it was so obvious that the Forgotten Sons were going to come out and interrupt. But p- I don't know what part of me in my brain was just being like, I just forgot that segment happened. And I just thought, Street Profits are going to be tag champs at the end of this episode. Way awesome. <laughs> so I was getting really into this match. I loved it. This, the small time they had, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. But I was just an idiot because I definitely should have seen this finish coming. I think you're an idiot for it. It just really made me laugh when you came in this morning and you were like, yep, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't see that coming. They literally telegraphed it earlier they in the They really did. It was so obvious. Um, but, but yeah, this match was very, very high octane, very high pace. A, a lot like the, the match they had a couple of weeks ago. Only this time it's kind of flipped round, whereas the Street Profits got the early advantage on the Raiders mm-hmm. last time by attacking them during their entrance. The Raiders were kind of like ready for it because they did the big introduction and they just went to town mm-hmm. on these guys. And it led to, this match didn't go that long. I'd no. say probably what, five, five minutes, five, yeah, if five that. six minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, if that. And then, but in that, they had like multiple near falls. Yeah. A heat so spot, good. Some hot tags. Yeah. It was absolutely awesome. Yeah, it was astounding what they managed to fit into that. And I, I love the dueling cartwheels that Dawkins yep. and Hanson did. I thought that was so good. They, uh, they had the moment like where the Raiders were like really on top, and they went, they set up to do the Viking Experience finisher. Mm-hmm. Dawkins bowls in and spears <laughs> right out of the way, and I was like, yeah. oh, this is amazing. Yeah, and then. Montez Fours hits that frog splash. 
for about 17 miles in the air. Ludicrous. I don't know how he does it. It is insane how much height he gets. He's got legs made of springs that are like tight. Yeah. And I don't get it. It was even earlier when they they do their big pop-up slam thing. They threw up Montez forward, and again, he <laughs> went up into the sky and back. It's like, how is... He can't be that light. Like, my mm. God. Like, it threw him up into the atmosphere before he came back down. I think he is it's 30% insane. helium. <laughs> he must be. It's he absolutely got, ridiculous. He's got some helium in his body at some point, because yeah. he is... He flies around like no one's business. Yeah. It's really cool. But then, yeah, the Forgotten Sons come down and cause the DQ. Boo. Boo hiss. And then the, the Raiders kind of wipe everyone out and, and um, uh, Hanson does a big flip dive off the apron onto the Forgotten Sons. Like Ford, cr- Roe grabs Ford by the throat. <laughs> and he just goes... <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really great. It was amazing. So funny. But then they, the Street Profits hit their sort of like big neckbreaker doomsday device mm-hmm. thing. Blockbustery yeah. thing, whatever it is. Yep. And they count their own pin. Yeah. Effectively pinning... Yeah. The War Raiders after the bell had already rung. And you got Nigel going like, that was a fast count anyway. Yeah. It wasn't a legitimate pin. The bell's yeah. already rung. And then you had, like, because you also had, um, within all this melee, you had uh, only Lorcan and Danny Birch run out as mm-hmm. well. To kind of like, and they were having this big old scuffle. But oddly, at least I found oddly, once the Street Profits had done their bit and left the ramp, the War Raiders just wiped everyone out. Yeah. I- for some reason. Yeah, they yeah. just hit all their big moves and, like, killed the Forgotten Sons and killed Birch and Lorkin mm-hmm. and then just lay down the belts, bowed to the crowd, and, and the show went off the air. Yeah. And I was like, huh. I can only think of two examples now in NXT. And I'm, I'm, if you do, if you can think of anything else, please do let us know. Um, actually, I, I could, yeah, I, could th- I think I've thought of another one. Do let us know in the comments of someone who has gone up to the main roster but had been put over this strong before going up. So Asuka went up undefeated. Yeah, undefeated and had to vacate a women's championship. And Lars Sullivan, because Sullivan beat Keith Lee on like his last night in NXT. Mm -hmm. They taped it before, I can't remember which takeover it was now, the January one. And Sullivan beat Keith Lee on NXT TV. Yeah. And then you got the War Raiders, Viking Raiders, Viking Raiders, going up to the main roster, not losing the NXT tag titles, and like killing two big teams from the tag team division yeah. on the way out yeah. <laughs> it's very very it's weird so strange to me because i get character wise that the forgotten sons have a grievance and they'd want to did you just spill that all over yourself well, yeah, no, i spilled on the floor that's impressive um i get as i'm also an ca- idiot <laughs> character wise forgotten sons would want to interrupt this match because they should be owed a championship shot and yada yada and all that stuff if you're gonna have the Viking Raiders go up to the main roster and you're going to have the Street Profits visually pin them after the match, let them pin them. Like, just just let them win. Just let them win the belts. I don't see the point of having a screwy finish and then the Street Profits getting a visual pin and then the War Raiders getting their heat back afterwards. It's just all this crisscrossing storytelling. It's like, what's the actual point of this? Who goes over after this? Like, It's one of those rare missteps in NXT where by the end of the angle, I was was left a bit cold by the whole thing because I'm there looking. I was like, okay, when the Street Profits... You know they got the visual pin, so that's great. So mm-hmm. you know yep. they they got their quote, their quote win over yeah. the, over the Raiders. That's fine. Um, but if you are now trying to push Birch and Lorkin or the Forgotten Sons into a tag title scene, I'm like, well, they just got the beaten up. Yeah, like and they just like and they had the advantage more or less. Like you know they, they all got laid to waste. 
so it's uh, and I'm not saying that they should have just buried the Raiders as they went out no absolutely not but I, I, as you said like if you're going to give the Street Profits that big moment why not have them win the titles on this show and then build to another tag match down the road build something with the Forgotten Sons where they're like you stole that. Like those should be our titles We, you shouldn't have had that match in the first place we've been once again forgotten mm-hmm. and we should have this shot now and you can build a little feud coming out of that at the moment I don't think the Forgotten Sons came off this looking particularly great no it's weird because there's three of them and they come out and interrupt this match the Street Profits go off and do their thing so now that's the three of them and the two uh, Viking Raiders and the two of Lorcan and Birch, who are all fighting together. You'd think they have an advantage. They have one more person than either of the other teams, and then they just get wiped out by yeah. the Viking Raiders anyways. It's just like, it just came off a bit weird. The only other thing that I'm thinking is that they're not vacating the titles. They're still in NXT. It was a strange ending if they laid down the titles and bowed, but I mean, they did that as a sign of respect to Black and Ricochet at the last takeover. Mm. They laid the titles down and then they bowed to them. And I was like, right, that's the same thing they did before, but they're bowing to the crowd and they were heels, yeah. maybe? It was a strange thing. And I was like, but it just seems so sudden. To If that was their last appearance, if they did actually vacate the titles and they're gone now, it seemed a bit strange for them to just be like, titles bow, cut off the air. You'd think they kind of have that moment for a bit longer of them putting the titles down, they get a round of applause from the crowd, crowd, celebrate with the crowd, give them a bow, and then they kind of walk off, and that would be the end. And they'll be like, oh, so they vacate the titles, and they're off. Now I'm just like, have they? It was just a really abrupt ending for it to just be like... That's the end. Yeah, like, it's not the worst show in the world. I mean, they they said at the start of the show that we do want to vacate these titles, but you said like the celebration is not too dissimilar to the one they had at Takeover, excuse me, New York. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it is just they haven't vacated the titles, but hence the question mark. The question in, mark's in, there. In, in yeah. This, in this title, um, and yeah, they are just going to carry on. So I I don't know. I think it'll be very interesting leading towards Takeover Twenty Five, mm-hmm. where the tag title situation is. But if this is the Raiders last night on NXT. I'm not hugely keen on them beating up because like Birch and Lorcan look like absolute jokes in all of this. Like they barely <laughs> they did got, nothing. They, they got nothing. They came down and just got beaten up. Yeah, I mean, literally they're just to be beaten up. Exactly. At least the Forgotten Sons caused a DQ. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, but even then, they, they as you say, all three of them got wiped out by, <laughs> by the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, it, just, it felt very weird to me, and I felt quite cold by the end of it. Yeah, exactly. I'm still, I, I still love the Street Profits, and I, I did have a lot of fun while watching the match. I yeah. think I'd have just liked to have seen, like I, re- I think I'd have loved to have seen a proper takeover match between mm-hmm. Street Profits and Raiders. Exactly, Not yeah. two matches that we've had on NXT TV. Exactly. I think it'd been amazing. If it wasn't for that ending of them laying the titles out and then bowing to the crowd, I literally put in my notes before that, I was like, oh, they're leading to a four-way at the takeover between the Raiders, uh, Forgotten Sons, Street Profits, and uh, Lorcan and Birch. And I was like, oh, that's a cool build they're doing because they're getting all the teams mixed up and that's cool for the next takeover. But then they did the title thing and I was like... Or maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really confused now. Yeah, yeah. so, um, I mean, if you want to have it spoiled, you can go read the spoiler updates, but we try to stay clear of those. Hence, like, if you're thinking, oh, why don't these guys know? Yeah. We know what, like, I think most of the lineup is already known for taking over 25. I think mm-hmm. about it, all the matches known. Not reading the spoilers, we're trying to keep everything as spoiler-free as possible. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Yes, it's time to shout out to some of our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers. If you want to be part of those and join Wrestle League, head on over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk and you can get your name shouted out in the Wrestle Ramble in a fun little format with a fun little nickname that I sometimes, well, in fact, I always have to come up with. And that's why sometimes they're very labored and a bit rubbish. Like this one Jeremy Spokane, Claire's today, Smith. And you get a round of applause. Yes. Hall of Mania, Patrick Hall. There he is. Hall of Mania. Cool like a summer breeze, Chris Summers. F- summer. F- <laughs> Chris Summerfield. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Scott Howard the Duck. Yeah. He's better than Deadpool. Like a ninja, Shadow Noskoviak. Yeah. Oh, good effort. Cliff bridges over troubled waters. Oh, I didn't one. even sing it, Randy. It's your gimmick. You didn't even Sorry. sing it. And the Rob Steiner recliner. Oh, it's a tough move. Yeah. Can't get out of it. Good. Better than Bill Dennis Hicks. Yeah, every time I read that one <laughs> Big sexy, Jimmy Genslinger. Oh, oh yeah. yes, big sexy. Fallen down at Darian Wells. Oh, oh. Darian Wells. Jezek Maxwell Silver Hammer. It's oh. another song that no one sung. I keep no. giving people songs that don't sing them. I don't know Duncan's. Their songs. Just Duncan. Yeah! yeah. Just done. It's a Beatles song. Ollie missed that one as well. <laughs> the Incredible Tarzo. Yeah. Oh, he is incredible. <laughs> Nate. Drop surname. I don't get yeah. it. There's <laughs> a Patreon reporting thing and it made me laugh. Michael Charles Montgomery Burns. Oh, Woo! excellent. Yeah. Excellent. But the rest the viking thing you were talking about earlier so i think the, the these shows were taped quite recently so but then the last tapings before that were the 10th of april um and the war raiders or the viking experience debuted on the 15th of april yeah that so sounds I about right i think they were right. still war raiders up until now yeah, that, so that match they had with the Prophets a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They were the they were still War Raiders at that yeah. point, like they were announced right. as such. But then they, they did the tapings after they had their name changed yeah. to Viking Raiders. Yeah. Right. Cool. Uh, and Super Chats, just a handful here. We've got a small Afro Games there. Jaron Walker. I feel that if finishers didn't exist, match endings would be more unpredictable and shocking. It'd feel like a real fight that could end at any time. Yeah, but I like finishers. Mm. Like I've always liked a finisher, and I, I get your point, but I I, I prefer. Yeah, no, I I don't think I'd ever want to get no. rid of finishes. I no, feel, I feel like it builds up to it as well. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I wouldn't want to get rid of them. I can see your point of having the unpredictability of just not knowing when a match is mm-hmm. going to end, and you you could invest in pretty much every near fall um, within reason. But like, no, finishes are too good. Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't get rid of finishes. Also, I think finishes help people get over. True. Yeah. Very true. 
Um, actually, can I also just say to Jade Lie Roxon, can you please stop asking me to wear nothing but the WrestleTalk magazine? Because that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Despite you met, asking me to every fifth message. Um, but I'm sorry about that. Uh, Lucas Mildrum says, completely unrelated to NXT, but is anyone else getting sick of the Corey Byron um, arguments on commentary? I muted SmackDown was painful was plain awful this week. Yeah, we talked about this on, on the SmackDown review yesterday, but yeah, Corey and Byron arguing is, particularly when it's a Shane McMahon angle, is unlistenable. It's just bickering noise, and I, I can't be doing with it. Yeah, uh, I think the only time that Byron's been good has been during the Kofi storyline and the build-up to Mania. During Kofi yeah, stuff. during Kofi stuff has been great. Corey is fine when he's not bickering with Byron. Yeah. And that that's about it. Like when they when they start telling Corey to have a go at Byron all the time, it's dreadful. Yeah, it's not fun. It's n- no one enjoys that. No, it's like when JBL used to uh, belittle uh, David O's hunger all the time. Mm-hmm. Just it's unlistenable stuff. No, mm-hmm. it, it's pointless. Uh, William Buena, no message, but a two little donation. So thank you. Thank to you William. very much. Uh, Arnie three four 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 says I redact my. Uh, Go and go, Randy Merch, as he offended me as a Norwegian guy. Best regards, coolest guy ever. Uh, that is a reference to the fact that I said that Swedish people are the best, being Swedish. You um, did. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just a rivalry that will always be, I'm afraid. And you're both Liverpool fans as well, so you really, Arnie, you really should be on your side. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Um, you're not really, though, are you? <laughs> are you? Yes. Okay. Well, let's, let's move. Let's move I was on. Let's to get... to Ma- I almost went to Madrid. It's not the Randy show. <laughs> let's move on. Jopper JJ four nine six says Montez Ford for the WWE Championship. Hashtag Street Profits. I've been <laughs> saying this since day dot of them being together. I was like, that man right there is a future WWE champion. Yeah. I think Montez Ford is absolute money. He's great. I think he's so so it's good. Fantastic. Yeah. Although we were having a chat this morning um, when you were in the office, me and housemate Simon, about mm. how we're slightly concerned. I mean, this goes for pretty much all NXT call-ups, really. But true. I'm more concerned for the profits than I am any other team or act mm-hmm. in NXT going up to the main roster. Because yeah. it feels like the sort of act that has its roots are in the right place and its heart is in the completely right place. And it is just their personalities blown up to 11. But as soon as you go to the main roster, they'll be like, oh, what's the gimmick? Ah, they're African-American. crime time. And they just do crime time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a real concern. When they're just looking at me and be like, oh, it's crime time again. Let's do... Let's do that. Yeah. And that's completely not what their characters are. Let's have them embarrass Lita on her way out of the company. That segment. (laughs) That segment's bad. (laughs) So, yeah. So, I I think it'd be very, very unfair to the prophets to bring them up and just say, like, oh, you're now crime time again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awful. Uh, The Cosmic Anvil uh, has donated with no message other than he did say to me earlier that he's no longer my fan. He did. He emailed in to say because you don't reply to any of his emails. I've oh, literally nice. never had an email from him. Yeah, like, well. It's probably because he, he uh, emails to randy at wrestletalk.com <laughs> rather than Andy. Dot com. Uh, if it goes to my spam, that's probably just uh, indicative of the messages you're sending. <laughs> um, Matt Dennis says, seeing Andrade versus Balor was awesome as an NXT fan. Almost felt like a battle of NXT eras. Why doesn't commentary play up on people's NXT accomplishments more? Well, it's quite an easy answer for that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's because like... Vince McMahon is telling them what to say and he doesn't care about NXT. Yeah, so this is an, it's an audience of one. It's yep. what WWE is made for. And he doesn't watch NXT. 
he apparently the rumor or the report is he will occasionally watch a takeover so they come up and they can you can tell them that they're multi-time nxt tag team champions or nxt champions or whatnot but to vince it doesn't matter it's he doesn't care that, that's why Which once, I, yeah, oh, sorry. once you hit the main roster you start all over again it's nxt hit, yeah, doesn't matter exactly you get the reset button but i agree with you i think it does it should feel like that should be a big deal it's two former nxt champions clashing exactly but that's not the way that they see it no not at all unfortunately yeah um diana michael says thoughts on nxt potentially signing nick hertz i have no idea who that is I have no idea. Googling right <laughs> We're all doing no, it. Well, I wasn't. Uh, I was going to move on. Uh, uh, not like you know, not in a rude way or anything like that. But I was going to get you to Google it while we chatted. Luxury real estate agents and brokers don't think it's them. <laughs> yeah, I really I mean, can't find anything other than <laughs> it could be other than realty. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah, uh, we'll do. We'll do some more research. Well, yes. we'll get Randy to look into that while yeah. uh, we're doing the main review. Uh, but have we got any other super chats, Randy? Uh, we have uh, just one more from Nelson CEP. No message, but a little donation. Oh, thank you very thank much. Thank you very, very much. Uh, right, well, let's crack on with the main review let's itself. Uh, because the show opened, this was the start of the new set of tapings because Morrow and Nigel opened the show to announce that Percy Watson has left the commentary booth. I don't think he's going to massively be missed. No, I wouldn't say so. It, it's a shame because I, di- I didn't hate Percy. I thought he was fine. He was good. That's a shame. Like, Yeah. But I feel that, so the replacement is Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. As Mara said, is the youngest ever WWE Hall of Famer. I mm-hmm. just feel that based on this show, Beth is going to fill the role that Percy did, which is, I don't know if they said anything on the whole show. <laughs> and the, Whoa. Oh, I've got a quote from Beth later on in the show. You wait, it's, gonna be, it's a good one. At the end of it, I, by the time the show had finished, I'd forgot that Beth was on commentary. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, And I had this with Percy as well. I, I always notice when Morrow's doing commentary. I always notice when Nigel's doing commentary. Mm-hmm. But they have been takeovers where Percy... I feel like Percy said nothing the whole show. Yeah. Or... Because they're not adding anything. And again, and I've, we've said this about we said this about all commentators. It's never their fault. It's the way that they're produced. You, you, it's your turn to speak now. You have to say something. Push this. Say this. Do this. And I feel that Morrow and Nigel have got such a good chemistry rapport they do, yeah. that they just talk to each other. And then the third person there, the third wheel, essentially just has to wait for someone on to say like, "Oh, can you say this now?" Yeah. And that's what you get. And it's a real shame as well. Because I don't think Percy ever really had like, much of a, a chance to do anything else. No, exactly. I think that the time that I noticed Percy the most when I think Nigel was off because he was like ill or something. So it was just Mauro and Percy. And I was like, oh, Percy's actually a pretty good commentator. Yeah. Like, he's not bad. He does all um, right. But uh, yeah, as a third person, he didn't really uh, shine, unfortunately. But... Yeah, well, it's three-man booth for you. Yeah. Uh, then we've got the Viking Raiders segment with Regal. And we've got a recap of uh, Matthew Riddle versus Adam Cole from last week. And great, great match that that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also, you see, the WWE.com clip of Strong and Cole arguing after the match and uh, Strong taking off his armband and throwing it at Cole and the t-shirt and everything like that. Yeah. And then we got an interview with Kathy Kelly. Oh, j- just before that, sorry. Uh, there was a uh, an advert for Money in the Bank, which was quite curious for me because they were showing some of the, the former cash-ins and they showed uh, Seth Rollins in his Mania cash-in and they showed Alexa Bliss. They never showed Ronda Rousey, though, in the thing because it was Alexa Bliss that cashed in and she hit Ronda Rousey with a briefcase and then mm. cashed in. All the other cash-ins that they showed, they showed who they cashed in on. But Alexa Bissa showed, Alexa's coming with a briefcase. 
and Alexa's pinning Nia Jax, and Alexa wins. And it was just like, mm. why didn't they have Ronda in that thing? It was a weird omission from the video. I was like, huh. She still is very much on good terms with WWE. That's she was what at I the, thought. She was at the uh, the upfronts this week for yeah. like the the Fox deal. Exactly. To, like, yeah. So I know WWE. she's in the good books. It's like, well, why wouldn't they put her in there? It's Ronda Rousey of all people. Like, mm. I don't know. Like, it was weird. Very interesting. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, when the money in the bank out, I, I was using that little forward ten seconds. Forward, 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 forward. Through this. Yeah. No, I'm not here. To, it's not like it. See adverts, mate. See, I had, that's what I, I got to wrestle ramble for. I had time this morning because I got all my work done yesterday, but <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then we got so we got Kathy Kelly interviewing the Undisputed Era, but without Roderick Strong. Cole mm. said, "I don't know where Strong is." And then all of a sudden, like in the background, some guy just runs past them, and Kathy gets a little bit distracted. Cole gets a bit distracted. The cameraman, the gets cameraman a gets a little. Ooh, okay. And then like you're like, "Oh, okay, that was a bit weird." And then two more people run past, and you're mm-hmm. like, "What's going? What's going on here?" And Cole kind of like continues this promo, but I'm not really taking any of it in. Yep. All of a sudden, Roderick Strong walks up, and he says, "Hey." That rather Matthew Riddle, he ain't gonna be a problem anymore. And he holds up a bloody flip flop. <laughs> Not as in the way I would say, like a bloody flip flop, but a, no. a flip flop that was covered in blood. It was cool. It honestly. was cool. Yeah. I was super into this. And then you start putting the pieces together. Just like, ah, oh, Roddy should. Attack. And that's why they were running. That's back why they then. were that's running to, to Riddle. It's a really well constructed segment. Yeah, I really like. And this. it genuinely felt like chaotic in a sense yeah. of just like oh we're just cutting this promo and these people just start running behind you're just like what huh it feels like a proper world a lot more than raw and smackdown do when it's this person is here and this person is here and they never speak or whatever yeah, they're just yeah. in separate parts of the building this felt like we're cutting a promo here but meanwhile this other thing is happening obviously it was part of the segment and that's why they had it in the same place but it does make it feel like a lot more of a fleshed out location and world yes that they have for nxt which i really like yeah because no, it makes I'm them feel like real people that are there in a building completely agree yeah. i really really it's like great. this speaking of other things that i like keith lee's back in action oh, our boy wrestle talk fan keith lee was in action against cesar benoni um and this was a uh, hoss match for the short time that it went it was there because keith hasn't been around for a little while because that feud he was meant to have with donovan dijakovic here we go Started and then just Dominic sort of, Dijakovic. What did I say? Oh, Donovan. Donovan. Oh, so close. Donovan Dijak. I mixed the two names. So up. close. Um, yeah, this, it started because they had that amazing fight that ended in the double count out, but mm-hmm. then Lee got injured and now Dijak is injured. And it just feels like these two are, are sort of struggling to get back on the in the ring together and they kind yeah. of like did some teasers for on TV they announced it multiple times yeah they did it's, and it's never happened so this was Keith Lee's first time on TV in feels like ages since he's been back mm. and this crowd was delighted to see him they were huge reactions oh, for Lee massively yeah. reactions big chance great. of basking his glory yeah. this was wonderful it was uh, and I was, was really, really happy to him. see Keith get this reaction yeah it, it was fantastic and I, I liked on commentary as well they were saying oh we had this feud with Dominic Dijakovic but Dijakovic is injured now and Lee was injured before and now Dijakovic is injured when will these two get back in the ring together so it's good that NXT hasn't forgotten about yeah. that feud either um, and they haven't just been like well I guess because Lee's injured, we just won't do that match anymore, and then we'll just move on. It's good that hopefully once Dijakovic is back, they're gonna put them back together, yeah, actually have that laugh match. Hopefully yeah. at takeover. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, at takeover. Be so, <laughs> It'd be so good. So so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Benoni sort of beat down Lee kind of early on, but then Lee like he grabs the wrist. And he'll, boy, howdy, did he maintain wrist control? <laughs> <laughs> it was the Okada special right there. <laughs> it really was. And then Lee just starts wiping out Benoni with yeah. like the pounds and stuff and hits a ginormous spirit bomb oh, for the was, win. Yeah, so good. 
I, and my notes really are just like, it's so nice to see Keith Lee back in a wrestling yeah. ring. It's so It was just great to see him mm. back in NXT. I loved watching him uh, fire up at the end because he kind of, after he maintained wrist control and the, uh, the uh, other guy, uh, Benoni, started to try and hit him down and break that um, mm. ma- uh, gri- uh, the, 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 grip he had on his wrist. There we go, there words. We go. Um, and then Lee just kind of fired back and started shouting back. He was like, Rawr! "Just like running up." I was like, "This is awesome! Yeah, I love Lee. Great. Lee's yeah. amazing. I love it because he's, he's obviously quite like cocky and, and confident when he walks down to the ring. He's like, "Yeah, Baskin's glory's got a nice like swagger to him." Mm. And then when he gets serious and he fires up, I'm like, "Yes, I like this even more!" Like, yeah, he's, he he's great. is incredibly charismatic. He is Keith Lee, yeah, an he's absolute fantastic. superstar in the making. But he should uh, be. He bloody should be. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, recap of Shayna Baszler getting attacked by Io Shirai mm-hmm. last week and then Kathy Kelly is outside of the office and that's when they announced that Shayna Baszler is going to defend her NXT Women's Championship against uh, Io Shirai at TakeOver 25. Very much looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's, that's the time to put the belt Definitely on Definitely should be the time for Shirai. Yeah. Absolutely. It's time for Shirai to Shrine. You're welcome. Um, Speaking of things that are fine, uh, Kona Reeves, Tesco's (laughs) finest, is back in action this week. And he's taking on uh, the time splitter himself, Kushida. Um, I didn't think I noticed this the first time when I was watching the entrance of Kushida. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's the wrist tap that he does. So he does this big entrance, and it's got these sort of like purple lights and everything, and he's, mm-hmm. he's wearing the, the the Back to the Future Part Two glasses and things yep. like that. And then he gets up onto the like the top rope, and then he looks at his watch, which is tape. It's wrist tape with a <laughs> clock drawn on it, <laughs> the same as the the Hill Valley clock. And then he taps it, and the lights go out. <laughs> I didn't notice this last time. And then he looks at it again, taps it again, and the lights go back up. I was like, this is the best thing ever. This rules. I love this. See, I watched that, and he did the light, the tapping thing, and the lights went down, and then tapped it, the lights came back up. And I was like, that was a bit weird. That was a bit unnecessary, really, wasn't it? <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Mario was sort of about what well, he said, one point two one gigawatts. One point twenty one gigawatts. One point twenty one. Come on, Mario. It's the way it's Christ. said. Yeah. And um, yeah, Nigel was making his Back to the Future stuff. Like, I, I mean, I love Kushida anyway because I think Kushida is an incredible wrestler. Like, mm-hmm. he is so so good. The match, like, check out any of his matches from the best of the Super Juniors, like last year and the year previous, I believe it was, and uh, the match he had with uh, Will Ospreay last year mm-hmm. for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Just like mind-blowingly great stuff yeah i'm also a massive back to the future fan in fact <laughs> i'm wearing a back to the future t-shirt today yeah in honor of kushida because i think Kushida's great and it's back to the future part two which is one of my faves <laughs> and this was a lot of fun this was uh kushida essentially just another showcase match for him they've completely given up on kona reeves yeah they have yeah he had that two-week push and like the main roster, they've just given up on him. Yeah. He's been like, yeah, he's not getting over. Let's let's be done with this. It's he's- really strange because when I watched Reeves make his entrance, I was like, there's nothing outwardly wrong about it. I'm not looking at it. I'm just like, oh, this is rubbish. This is, why is he even here? Like, oh, it's terrible. I'm like, no, he's, he's decent. Like, he's not great, but like, he's not terrible. Like, I've definitely seen worse people pushed than him before. So it's, Baron I Corbin. Would, Baron Corbin. And I wouldn't say he's like, I wouldn't say it's unfair the treatment he's getting because I don't wouldn't say that, but I think he does need to improve a li- just that little bit more mm. before we can start taking him seriously. But like, he's not bad. 
I'll give him that. Yeah. He's not bad. He's just not the finest. Exactly. No, I'll tell you he's what, definitely not it, the finest. Do you know what it is? I think I know why it is you're not connecting with him. Mm. He's not tapping his wrists when it's he gets definitely into the that, ring. Yeah, and, the, and the lights don't go out when yeah, he does it. Yeah, of course. That's, that's the key to it. That's how you get over an NXT. Uh, this match was where I had my uh, quote from Beth Phoenix, which I really enjoyed. Um, it's great, great fun. So it's quite a common thing. Which is like you have a smaller guy. You want to take the bigger guy down so you can you know work him over on the floor because then they can't use their power as well. A uh, great quote from Beth when she said, "It's a great strategy from Kashida. You're not six foot eight when you're on the ground." Hey, she's got a point. I mean, you you, 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 are, you are six foot eight when you're on the ground. You're just lying down. <laughs> you're still six foot eight. Still six foot eight, aren't you? <laughs> I know what she meant. <laughs> Bit of wrong wording, but Bless she her. tried. I think Nigel <laughs> corrected her as well. She said the same thing. Yeah. It was like, but you know, in a yeah, a, a smarter way of smarter saying way it. in that. Be- bless but her heart. Not, not, not she tried. She, she tried. does try. Yeah. What a warrior. Um, <laughs> and I would say as well, this one reason I really liked this match is that this is the total opposite of a main roster big guy versus little guy match. Mm. Like you look at Ricochet, uh, Baron Corbin from Raw, or bloody Finn, any of Finn Balor's matches last year, which is just that the taller lad is bigger. Obviously, the taller lad just does the big stuff, and then the smaller guy does some flippy doos and tries to get out of it. This was very back and forth. And it was all about Kushida working very smartly to get get Kona Reeves down to size, using his quickness to his advantage. And it just was really nice to see. This is what I like. This is what you want to see. Well, for me personally, this is what I want to see from the big guy versus little guy matches. Absolutely, because it puts them on an equal footing. It's yeah. not like, well, the big guy is obviously better and the, the small guy has so many odds to overcome. It's just like, no, they just wrestle in different styles because they're different sizes. Yeah. That's all it is. The big guy does big power moves and the small guy has a speed and agility and they both work in equal ways. They're both as good strategies as each other. Yeah. It's just, it works so well when they do it properly. Uh, I like the fact that... Just do um, it better. I, just do it better. I like the fact that Kushida uh, took over with cartwheels and handsprings. Like, that was yeah. basically his his comeback was cartwheels and handspring, cartwheel handspring including doing a handspring at one point as a kick it was yeah, great yeah, it was really went cool. up to the handspring and booted him in the face yeah. it was terrific um, and then he did the penalty kick and hocked in the uh, locked in hocked in and then locked in the hoverboard lock hoverboard for lock for the win um, but really the story of this is that Drew Gulak came out onto the stage to, to stare down Kushida mm. so I am thinking that we'll end up with Kushida versus Drew Gulak on the the, the pre-show essentially for TakeOver 25, which will then air the following week on NXT yeah. TV. So it'll be like a, it'll feel like a big time match because it'll be in front of a big crowd, but I don't, it won't be on the TakeOver show itself. It'll be on the the, the week after. Yeah. Hopefully they get a little bit of time for that because I think that could be a really good match. Me too. Absolutely. To. That will be yeah. a stretchy match because they will be very. doing various amounts of submissions to try and stretch each other out. Um, I, I've got in my notes in a much larger font, Kushida to 2FF Live confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> That is, oh, that's a terrible. <laughs> that's a terrible idea. We had um, Don't do was that. it a super chat? Or was it an email? I think it was a super chat that came in yesterday. That was like, oh yeah, we had a really good time at uh, SmackDown, but we had to sit through an hour yeah, or two of five lives to get the dark yeah. match. I'm like, this is how it wasn't this even is the how dark people match. look at two Because my friends went to that went to the show. It wasn't the dark match they had to wait for. They had to wait for the main event of SmackDown. And they put 205 Live in the middle of it. Oh, was that it what was it was? so weird. Because they did the whole show, then 205 Live, and then the main event of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus whoever no, it was. No, it, it was just the, what, the Kevin Owens and Kofi Kingston confrontation. No, the, what, what was the main event match on SmackDown? It, there wasn't a main event match. There was just Co- They did the KO show with Kofi Kingston, and Kevin Owens came down, and they brawled, and Sami Zayn ran down. 
and they had a big schmars and ended up with Kofi standing tall. That was what ended the show. Ignore everything I'm saying. It was a dark match then. It was a dark match. Okay, right. My, friend, my friends up. told me wrong. Never mind. Got that cleared up. Thank God for that. Screw um, you, Liam and Dave and Richie. You guys it, suck. <laughs> Bianca Belair was forcing Charlie Caruso backstage because she was like, you can speak to William Regal. You can get the match changed. Like mm. He'll listen to you. Yeah. And she's trying and he's like, make sure your, your microphone's on. We'll do this as a big interview segment. But Mia Yim was walking out of Regal's office. And Bianca mm-hmm. Belair kind of pushed Kathy Kelly to one side, which makes me hate Bianca Belair even more. Yep. And how dare then, you put your hands on Kathy you, Kelly. How dare you. And then Mia Yim said that um, she wasn't trying to get a title shot against Shayna Baszler. She was looking to get a rematch against Bianca Belair because Bianca Belair cheated to win last week. Absolutely. Nice little segment here. Mm-hmm. Then Bianca Belair was like, come on, Kathy, we're going to go speak to Regal. And she walks in and shuts the door on <laughs> Kathy Kelly. Proper dick move. I thought Belair was terrific in this segment. I thought it was great and it would work so well. Why can't Kathy Kelly open the door? <laughs> I think she was more up, like she was more in she was indignant that the, the, the door was closed. I thought that's the right word, but she was just more shocked that the door was closed I, I, I on guess her. so, yeah. I, it just looked funny to me because we'd seen earlier Forgotten Sons just walk in, Bianca Belair can just walk into the door and she shuts the door on Kathy Kelly and she's just like, oh no, a, do- a door! I'm completely stopped now! I it's can't like, go any further! It's like the aliens from Science. <laughs> oh no, a door! <laughs> We've made a planet that's 60% water and that's our weakness! <laughs> Terrible film. Yeah, um, right. Which has a good first two thirds. Um, but I, anyway, I'm, to be honest, I'm on Kathy Kelly's side on this because I think if that had happened to me, I was just like, that oh, bollocks to you. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm not doing I, the Oh, no, absolutely. If, if Kathy had just been like, all right, fair enough, and okay. just walked away, <laughs> just, that would have been fine. But she just stood there just like, huh? What? <laughs> and now what? <laughs> Uh, we then see Riddle being looked at uh, by the medical staff and Gargano is there kind of looking out for him. Mm-hmm. And that's where we find out what Johnny Gargano announces that he's going to be taking on Adam Cole for the NXT Championship at TakeOver 25, which should be terrific. I hope so. Uh, I really don't know what's going to happen with Strong. With Roderick, that. Roddy Strong. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Really don't know what's going to happen with that because like they're supposedly your buddy buds now. Because Strong did that thing with yeah, Riddle. Yeah, he's, ba- he's back in the Undisputed Era. That's yeah. what, actually, we didn't mention that. Sorry, you're absolutely right. We didn't mention that in the, the other segment. Is that Roddy essentially rejoined the yeah. Undisputed Era. Cole gave him his armband yeah. back. And and they were all like, come on, let's go. Let's go get a burrito or whatever his Undisputed Era do. Sounds, um, sounds lovely. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I'd love to get a burrito with that. <laughs> <Kyle> <laughs> that'd be amazing. Um, so yeah, they all walked off happy as Larry and they're all friends again. Yay. I just can't see it lasting. Like I, I hope it does. I really hope it does. Yeah. But I just think something's gonna happen at that takeover, and Roddy Strong's gonna like cost him or something. It's a very interesting. I don't, interesting know. Year I for don't the, know for the era. Yeah. Uh, up next, we had the other match that we'll talk about on this, which was Vanessa Bourne versus Jesse, the uh, not the toy from Toy Story Two. Uh, but Jesse, who apparently was in the May Young Classic, I don't think I watched this May Young Classic. No, I, I mustn't have. And also. Jesse has the worst entrance music I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. Yeah. It was horrible. Because the music started playing and I was like, right, this must be some sort of like build up for something else. And then it just carried on and I was like, what? this isn't... This is an entrance music. What it what's happening? It's going nowhere. It's various noises. It's not a It's not a song. It's not... Mu- what? It, what? I... It was terrible. It was awful. I've forgotten it completely, so it, it had no effect on me. I can't even tell you a single thing about it. I'll be honest with you. If you, if you had like a lineup and Jessie was in that lineup, I don't think I could point her out. No, I don't think I could either, I, if I'm I, honest. I, I would struggle at the very least. Yeah. It was various electronic noises mm. was what I'd call her music. It was awful. EDM. 
See, I don't mind EDM. I listen to EDM sometimes. This was awful. I don't really this know was terrible. I, I just know those three words. Um, <laughs> or letters, rather, that spell out a word. Uh, anyway, um, Jesse tried to roll up. There was some interference from Aaliyah, who was down there with Bourne. But this was really just to get Bourne a win, because mm-hmm. her and Aaliyah have been losing a lot as of late. So just to get give Bourne a win... Nothing really there. It's, uh, I guess it's also for some character work for Nigel because he loves Vanessa Bourne because uh-huh. she's a very can I on you and it's you know it was there it was fine it was there yeah uh, as soon as um, Bourne and Aaliyah came out I wrote in my notes oh it's Bourne versus Candice Ray awesome great and then Candice Ray didn't come out and I was like. <laughs> That's unfortunate. That <laughs> this is, is carrying unfortunate. on. <laughs> uh, so that was, <clears throat> excuse me, that was this week's NXT, <laughs> which I thought was a very good show. Um, and it wasn't really a lot to the show, to be honest with you. It was like three enhancement matches and mm-hmm. the big uh, stuff with the, the Viking Raiders and Street Profits. But I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah. Loved seeing Keith Lee back in the ring. Always happy to see Kushida. So actually, very much enjoyed this week's show. Yeah. I thought it was really fun for what it was. It wasn't like a huge groundbreaking show by any means, but it did what it needed to. It built more matches for the next takeover. Solid. It was good. Yeah. yeah. This did more of its Arrow storyline than SmackDown did uh, with its two. Uh, so it's over to Randy Datsun for our super chats to get us out of here. Yes. Uh, we'll start with Jade Lai Roxon, who won't stop asking me to where the my girlfriend messaged me during this to say I agree with her so I'm not just I'm still not going but the to rest do it magazine. Uh, I'm still not going to do it uh, Arnie K said oh no Arnie says by the way I am Arnie K yes I know yeah, yeah. yeah well, I think we yeah. represent that we know that uh, Small Afro Games uh, says isn't Nick Hurts just the N word and I don't know what that means no um, no idea um, Jeff Senzibau says nothing but a little donation. Thank you very Thank much. You. And Nelson CEP, uh, who has been pestering me to read this out, and I kept telling him we'll read it out later, says McIntyre to win Universal Title at SummerSlam? Question mark. Um, certainly he's not out of the realms of possibility. Yeah. I don't think he's on that level now because they've done everything they possibly could to make him not feel special. Yeah. Um, so. I'd say no for now, but, you know, all it's going to take is a couple of weeks. Look at Kofi Kingston. Like, Kofi, three weeks, but a week before Elimination Chamber was nowhere near. It was not an ass's roar of the WWE Championship picture. Exactly. All it took was one episode to completely turn that ship around. Yeah, exactly. And make him, like, one of the biggest stars in the company. So all it's going and to take is a couple of weeks. McIntyre has the potential. Mm-hmm. They need to believe in him, push him properly, book him properly. And I, I, I would very much like it because I'd like McIntyre a lot. Um, I don't see it happening at this SummerSlam, but maybe by Survivor Series they could do it properly, or maybe by next Mania. Who knows? Yeah. But I'd like it at some point. Yeah, it's just not now. Not now. Tomo says, Tomo. "Did you guys know that I love the SWAF Nation? Totally not turning heel or anything." Oh, good. Well, that's, that's nice. nice. That is nice to hear. We, we all love the SWAF, love the Nation, Swaf Nation, yes. We do. We love them as well. Uh, Sawyer says, NXT Twitter just confirmed the tag team titles have been officially vacated. Ah, uh, there, oh, there you go. It's right. been officially, yeah. Okay, nice okay. They confirmed that on the show, really, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, instead of them just going, his title's bow, cut. Yeah, cut. Cut to black. Cut to that now. End of show. Uh, Rated R King 22 says how long do you think it will take for WWE to rebrand name Kushida like they did with Punishment Martinez uh, yeah I don't think they will either no, and I, I think will. within NXT as well it's it's their own choice 
Yeah. I think for the most part, it's their own choice. Like they're given the option, do you want to keep the name or do you want to change it? Do you want to try and rebrand yourself? So yeah, I can certainly see. And I, I think Kashida is quite happy with his brand and his time mm-hmm. to gimmick. So I don't think they're going to be rebranding him anytime no, soon. He could, uh, yeah. he could join the Kabuki Warriors. How dare you? You're daft racist. Um, <laughs> no, apparently Asuka has tweeted to explain the name of Kabuki Warriors. I can re- read, it, read that very quickly. Uh, Kabuki Mono. Sengoku or Edo period eccentric who attracted public attention with their eye-catching clothes, peculiar hairstyle, and weird behaviour. Doesn't stop the fact that Carrie Sane's a bloody pirate, though, does it? No. She's definitely a pirate. And, and, and Paige is Paige. Good try, Asuka. Paige here. <laughs> Paige here. Um, yeah. I, again, it applies to Asuka, yeah. who is one-third of this act. Yeah. Mm. It still makes no sense. Uh, Kabuki pirates. <laughs> That would at least make sense. It would yeah. be terrible, but it would it's at least make dreadful, sense. But at least it would make sense. Yeah. And maybe that's what we get next week at the Kabuki Xbox yachts. games. Kabuki yachts. <laughs> I'm happy with it. Kabuki ships. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Kabuki cannonball. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Kabuki parrots. Like, as long as it's bloody pirate related, I don't care. Um, Insane Ninja says Saturday is a raw pay per view. Sunday is SmackDown pay per view. Any thoughts on that? My thoughts are no. No. Oh, God, God, no. No, No, thank you. No. Love the enthusiasm. Love the fact you've donated. Love the fact that you had the idea, but absolutely no. No. Um, Categorically Categorically no. no. It was bad enough when they were two weeks apart from each other. That's dark timeline stuff. Mm -hmm. On the same weekend would be horrific. Mm. Yeah, that would be genuinely Uh, dreadful. Evie Duran says, get well, Laurie and Ollie. Great to see Pete, though. What match are you most looking forward to at Money in the Bank? Hashtag... Chopper Pete merch, hashtag chopper for the win. <laughs> I had no idea Michelle was called Evie Duran. Yeah, we, who, who knew? Yeah. We love Pete. Pete's a good guy. Um, we love Pete. We yeah. do love He's Pete. He's great. Well, I, think, I think Pete's the best. Um, <laughs> genuinely do. Uh, I, um, match I'm most looking forward to. We sort of said this yesterday. I, I'm, Seth and AJ, I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. But I don't think you can go wrong with the Money in the Bank ladder matches, as Ollie pointed out yesterday. So I think that. I and to be honest, I think there's a lot of stuff on the card. You look at it, you're like, that's a good match. That's going to be a good match. That's going to be a good match. Yep. I think it's actually going to be a fun show. Probably too long, but I think it's going to be a fun show. Yeah. And I uh, personally, I'm most looking forward to the men's Money in the Bank match. I think that's going to be class. Seth Age is going to be great. I'm actually looking forward to Shane Miz in a cage because I mean they put on a show stealing match at WrestleMania, <laughs> and who would have predicted that? Didn't they just? So I I I really really looking forward to their cage match. Honestly, so as there just needs to be Miz Dad's interference <laughs> if there is no Miz Dad interference it is a negative five star he match just, he just walks up to the door when the cage Shane opens it and just stands there <laughs> <laughs> oh no he's got to do the fist right? he's got to, Miz- got to go in there and do the fist and Shane's like oh, I don't want any of this no. I don't want to break any more ribs <laughs> see no Elias runs down for the interference and Miz Dad beat, beats him up and oh. uh, chases off Elias with a, yeah, that's with like definitely a recorder happen. instead of like a, instead of a guitar <laughs> ukulele yeah. I'm still I, I still wish we could build to Miz and Miz Dad versus Shane and Vince oh my god that love that so incredible. much incredible that'd be tremendous um, I was going to say something but I can't remember what it was uh, Danny your boy DeVito says Street Profit versus Crime Time question mark uh, Crime Time are tagging again aren't they on the independent scene apparently yeah, yeah yeah I believe they are anyway yum, I think yum, they're yum. still friends so um, sure. sure and also Pete the other day you said you weren't looking forward to Seth versus AJ and, and in fact you said you weren't looking forward to the pay-per-view at all well okay He's very two-faced as Pete. No, that's not what it is. I said that, in theory, this should be a really good card, and it's got some really good matches on it. 
I'm just really burnt out on WWE and I don't care that much. Yeah, that's that's the main yeah, problem. Whereas yeah. like now I, I think I'll probably enjoy myself if I watch it, but I'm not like, oh my God, it's Seth versus AJ, which I definitely should be. Yeah. Like maybe a couple years ago, I've been like, wow, dream match yeah. kind of, yeah, amazingness. But now I'm just like, oh, Seth versus AJ, cool. Yeah, it was 11 matches long, including yeah. two yes. ladder matches, one of which will just be spot, 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 spot. Uh, small Afro Games with our last message. Who is? Jaron Walker. Uh, says, chances of Drew winning the briefcase. He only says, I'd cry. I don't know if that means he'd be so happy or he'd be really sad. I don't see... Drew, maybe Drew is one of the, the shots. I don't Drew I don't think Corbin's winning. I don't think Corbin's winning. No. no. I don't think Sammy is winning. No. Nope. I don't think that Ricochet is winning. No. Nope. Um, who else in the match? Andrade. Andrade. Andrade is the one I think has got the most likely Andrade chance. But I think if, it, if it's not Andrade, then I think it could be Drew. Yeah, I think when you've got two babyface champions as well, you probably do want a heel winning. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I think if it's not Andrade, I think it could be Drew. Yeah, I put those two probably top two. Who else is in the match other than them? Balor. Oh, he's not winning. Ali, Ali and, and Randy Orton. I don't think it's going to be Randy. No, no, no. no. Um, yeah, so I'd say th- those two are probably the most likely. Um, yeah. I want Andrade. My heart is saying Andrade. And I think logically it should be Andrade. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if Drew won. Yeah, I would not be mad because if that's a way to elevate him back into the Universal Title picture, I'm okay with that because I want Drew in the Universal Title picture because he's great. And we're going to use this as a nice little segue to plug Money in the Bank this coming Sunday because we're going to be doing yeah. a live stream of that show. Myself and Laurie, uh, hopefully, if he's still if he's well enough, mm. are going to be here. We're going to be watching the show live. We're going to be reacting to it live like we did over WrestleMania weekend, then doing a ramble afterwards. We're actually going to be doing the show live and then an hour after it ends, or like half an hour after it ends, we're going to do another Wrestle Ramble where we're going to review the full show. So you get a full-on post-WrestleMania, post-Money in the Bank review with myself and Laurie. We're really, really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. But Luke, what if they wanted to in, involve themselves in some kind of predictions league uh, for Money in the Bank, which kind of carries over over a number of pay-per-views? That's an excellent question, Randy, and thankfully I have an answer for you. You can join Wrestle League, which is our predictions warfare over on Patreon, where you can join in and predict against us predict mm. against the WrestleTalk crew for a chance to win prizes over the season period the season is running up until SummerSlam it started at Wrestlemania we've got money in the bank we have got double or nothing we've got NXT 25 we have got uh, Dominion coming up in just mm. a few stomping short stomping grounds stomping grounds is going to be happening so we've got a lot of pay-per-views between now and um, when we get to SummerSlam so it's going to be a fun fun time for all of us and uh, the loser will end up doing a punishment video which is always Good, jolly good fun. Mm. Um, and our predictions for Money in the Bank will be going live tomorrow uh, on the WrestleTalk YouTube channel. So uh, we're going to go record it very, very shortly. But it's going to be tomorrow for you fine folks. Indeed. Is that all we've got, Randy? That is all we've got. So take well, Fantabulous. Have you seen Detective Pikachu yet? No. Oh, I really want to see it. Pete, I was I'm so fully upset. banking on you having seen I this I know. Film. I'm so upset with myself because I really wanted to go see it. And in fact, a bunch of my friends met up this past week to go see Detective Pikachu and to go to Raw in London. Oh, right. So they all met up and went to it. And I was invited to go. And I was like, I can't because I don't know where I'm going to be in the country at the time because I'm still living in the north. And I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Do I have my own place yet? And all that stuff. So I was like, all right, I can't commit to anything. So I'll say I won't go. Turns out I could have gone. Oh, but <laughs> damn but me. So they all went and had a great time mm-hmm. and then came back steaming drunk from Raw. And I was just sitting there just like... 
hello. <laughs> this is this has been fun, just sitting on my friend's sofa waiting for them to come back. But they really enjoyed it, and I've seen very good things about it. I just haven't seen it yet, and I'm really upset because I love Pokemon and it's my thing. So I went to go see it last night. How dare you? Right, um, okay. I was going to go with uh, my, my wife. However, she was not well. Right. Um, so it turns out the thing that has been going around the office, I have since passed on to, <laughs> to my wife. Very good. Uh, so she is very unwell at the moment. Mm-hmm. She just texts me like on the way to the cinema being like, I can't go. Yeah. And she was like, but you still go without me. because I don't think she was like massively fussed on seeing it anyway. Yeah, probably. So I went on my own mm-hmm. in the end. And I had booked myself a ticket, so I was sat on my own nice. away from people. Lovely. I was very disappointed when I arrived and there was a family that was sat like next to me. Oh, no. Like, and I had an aisle seat as well, which means they looked at that row, (laughs) saw an entire empty row, Mm -hmm. but booked the four seats that were next to mine. Of course, yeah. And a whole row to play with people. (laughs) I felt mad awkward because I'm on my own going to a kid's film. Yeah, yeah. Creepy old 33 year old. (laughs) He's going to a bloody kid's film on his own. I felt mad awkward Uh. anyway. I thought the film was good. That's what I've heard. That's my overall yeah. review of it. It was good. I en- it's a good, solid kids' film. It's very yeah. much a kids' film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the first two thirds were very good. Wasn't massively keen on the third act. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I think the sort of big f- f- plot reveal, twist, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, is a bit crap. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels very nineties. In the sense of where they would have looked at something like Pokemon and said, like, God, you know what's really interesting about Pokemon? Humans. <laughs> and I'm true. sitting there going, like, do you know what? I kind of want to see the Pokemon fight. Yeah, exactly. Just, just show me the Pokemon doing the fighting. Uh, I think I'm probably just going to go and see some Pokemon on the screen and be like, this film's amazing. That, and that's cool. it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's kind of what, like, my... I, I'm not the biggest Pokemon... I mean, I've never played a Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. I didn't play the card game. I didn't watch the cartoon. Like, yeah. I, was, I was too old, so to speak. Like, because I, I was in year eight, so which mm-hmm. was like 98, 99, when yeah. Pokemon kind of, like, hit it big in the UK. Mm-hmm. And by that point, it was something that the year sevens were doing. The, of the course. Were, so now... Now year 8s can't eight. do it. Year, year, year eights can't do it. That's what <laughs> nerdy year 7s exactly. do. I'm over here talking about Star Wars and Star Trek instead. <laughs> and playing D&D. That's of cool. Yeah, so much cooler. Yeah. So much cooler. Yeah. See, uh, I, I was into Pokemon like straight away because my, my brothers were playing it when it first came out. So pretty much as long as I can remember, because I would have been like 4, 5 when the first games came out, Pokemon's just been there mm. all the time for my entire life. So... I love it so much. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of wild seeing like these Pokemon designs on the big screen. Mm. Like that was the thing I enjoyed the most about it. I was like, huh, it's a live action Pokemon movie. This yeah. is kind of it's kind of nuts, really. But yeah. also, it's, it's cool and it's taking itself very, very seriously. And I'm totally all for that. Yeah. I don't think all the designs work in a real life setting. No, probably not. No, it's but... it's that it's that Sonic argument, the live action Sonic of being like, oh, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? It's like, I, I don't think that would work in a live action movie. Yeah. Like the cartoony design of Sonic doesn't really translate to a real world setting. Exactly. Like Space Jam and Mary Poppins, they're meeting cartoon characters. So it makes sense when Michael Jordan shakes hands with Bugs Bunny. <laughs> but Sonic is not a cartoon character. In this world, he's a real life creature. So you mm. have to try and make him look as real life. And it's the same with Pokemon. And, like, Psyduck is so distractingly <laughs> horrific to look at at times that I was like, this, this isn't working for me. Yeah. Some of the designs just do not translate to the screen. Yeah. I From the looks of the trailer, I, I'm a big fan of Ludicolo. It looks horrible in the best way. 
I just, I love the look of Ludicolo from Which the movie. Scene. It's the one that says Ludicolo. Well, that, that doesn't. Mean. I mean, which, what, <laughs> what do they do? Uh, from the is trailer, the, is that the licking one? Uh, no, is uh, from the trailer. It was one that was uh, behind a bar. I think was helping in like a bar. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. a sort of. And it's got like oh, a yes. sombrero on it. Thank yeah. you very much. I was about to say sombrero. Yes, Randy Datsun just held up a picture of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. From the trailer, I was like, I'm, I'm so sold on Ludicolo already, so yeah. I want to see him on the big screen. That'd be great. Uh, it, I, I enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was good. Yeah, I don't think it'll end up in my top yeah. 10 films of the year if I see <laughs> 20 films. But, it, you know, it was. I thought it was good. It was fine. It was, it was absolutely fine. It was an fine. enjoyable couple of hours or however long it is. Exactly. I recognised at least... Twenty percent of the Pokemon. That's a, that's a uh, quite an achievement for someone who's never played a game. Probably. Well, I said that, and then I got home, and my wife said, "Was Clefairy in it?" And I was like, "Oh, what? What? What's a, what's a <laughs> probably Clefairy? not." <laughs> she was like, "It's the star one in an egg," and I was like, "Yeah, I think, someone's, I think someone's holding one." <laughs> <laughs> um, as a as a quick, it's not a star, star in an egg. egg. No, that's Togepi. Togepi, yeah. thank you very Togepi's much. That's what she said. Yeah, she said Togepi. Togepi's the egg what's, one. A, what's a Clefairy then? Clefairy is like a you know Jigglypuff. It's like from an yes. elongated it, version. It's, Clefairy's similar to Jigglypuff. It's like a wings. small pink thing, similar to that, but not the same. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, as, as a quick story, I figured I'd, I'd tell this on the NXT Ramble because I feel like the NXT Ramble audience might appreciate this one. Um, and I know this is going to start with, I had a dream, and that's not great lead-in for a story, but it's not about the dream, it's about what happened after the dream. So, I had a dream the other day, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, me and my friend were part of the Undisputed Era in this dream. <laughs> right. Because we were. Uh, we were walking through crowds of adoring fans, obviously, walking somewhere really important, as you do. Um, you know, occasionally throwing up the old Undisputed Era sign, mm-hmm. hand gesture, as you do. And the dream went on, and we did our things and whatever else. When I woke up in the bed, my wrists were kind of crossed <laughs> like this. <laughs> and I was like, have I just been doing the Undisputed Era's hand gesture in my <laughs> sleep? Man, I am the coolest person alive. Funnily it enough, was I, weird. Funny enough, I actually was. I had a dream last night uh, in which that I was trying. I was going to double or nothing. No, uh, yeah, I was going to double or nothing. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't bought tickets or booked a hotel in Vegas, <laughs> and so I was then trying to like scramble around to like get a hotel and get some tickets. And I also hadn't told Ollie that I was going, and I was meant to be doing the live stream with him. And I was like, <laughs> Probably should have told him. Also, it was a weird two day event, and the tickets were being sold to me by Zoe Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's you the best to detail. Who that is. Yeah. <laughs> very, very Plus. weird. I woke up this morning and I'm like, what the f- Zoe Ball? <laughs> um, right. And on, on, on that note, we're going to have to get out of here. So, once again, Frank, I'm very sorry. I will read out your Rusev Hay um, on the next episode, which will be our Saturday show where Ollie Davis returns. Uh, but let's have uh, an 80% fact before we get out of here. Uh, Elvis invented the peanut butter and jam sandwich, or oh, jelly sandwich. Okay. No, oh, Datsun saying no? no Pretty sure he did. Uh, he it was his favourite sandwich. Yes. Um, although I thought it was something slightly different. I thought it was like peanut butter and wasn't it banana? banana? Yeah. Mm. Um, but I feel I think it was someone did invent it. But he kind of because he said it's my favourite. Everyone was like, oh. Elvis invented it because that's that's when it became popular. I see. Wasn't there one like him and JFK used Air Force One to go get McDonald's or something? Quite possibly. Yeah. <laughs> see, you would though, wouldn't you if, you? if you could. Oh, well, probably amazing. not because not to McDonald's. Maybe maybe KFC. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Luke Chador, uh, Bernard Schuster has said, while no actual scientific reason has been given, it is believed that hair on humans' uh, bums is to prevent chafing. Well, then I should have more. Okay. Of it. Well, 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, there you go. 80%. Uh, this comes in from Brock, who says, Hey, lads, I've got an 80% fact for you that I'm pretty sure I heard on Top Gear many years ago. If you hold your car key slash transponder to your head, <laughs> yeah. you can actually get further range when unlocking your car. I've seen that clip on Top Gear, I've and tested that is it. true. I, it's either true because you're holding it to your head, I think it's just because you're holding your keys up in the air, so it's got... <laughs> that, because, although, because from, doing that. from that clip on Top Gear, if I'm remembering correctly, he pointed it at the car, mm. it was facing the car, pointed it at the car, full reach of the arm, and it didn't work. Then took it back, pointed it at his head, and it worked. Which was really dumb, so and I don't know Jeremy whether that's Clarkson true Clarkson is an android designed to be the most annoying... Actually, Piers Morgan, the second most annoying second person most annoying, in yes. the world. So. Yeah. In the world. I'm disappointed that his name was said on this podcast. <laughs> I know, yeah. The PM one. Mm. <laughs> uh, also, on a quick note, I've been listening to last week's SmackDown review and heard that Randy say that he doesn't feel belittled or humiliated by you guys. I'm a little bit disappointed. This means you need to try harder. <laughs> uh, Shut up, Randy. <laughs> Um, uh, this is a message for Ollie as well so I'll save that for when Ollie's back it's about melatonin and Ooh. let's have this one last 80% fact once again from Luke Chador I've heard if you brush your teeth in the shower it actually gives you hot breath uh, but this doesn't make sense, as after a few minutes, the temperature of your mouth would have regulated. Thoughts? Uh, also, the socks while sleeping thing is true. And yes, I brush my teeth and shower like a weirdo. What is hot breath? Yeah. What, <laughs> what does that <laughs> no even idea. mean? I have no idea. Do you just turn into a red-plated dragonborn? Yeah, you could just breathe Charizard. fire? Yeah, you turn into a Charizard. You could just breathe fire after. I don't... Like, permanent hot breath? Because like, your breath for the rest of the day? Depending on how you breathe. Because if you kind of... And it's hot, but if you... Then it's cold. So... Is that true? Like, yeah, you, well, sort of. I mean, you could cold, do a test you... right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is great audio. <laughs> audio Actually, content is great. I'll do it right in the mic. Do it right in the mic. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I guess so, because you like you blow on things to make them. You don't like you don't for, breathe for, on things to for, cool them yeah, down. Yeah, for example, you? if you have cold hands, you generally go <sighs> into yeah. it. But yeah. if you're blowing stuff to make it cold, like cold food, you go. <sighs> That's true. Yeah. So it's, it's like about, it's a yeah, different thing. Maybe, maybe it's, uh, that sounds maybe like a, it's true. Maybe that's more of a mental thing. It's probably a mental thing. <laughs> Definitely placebo, but whatever. Um, yeah, and uh, so that's the socks on shoes one. I don't know about the... What uh, is the socks on shoes one? As if you wear socks when you go to sleep, you're 33% more likely to fall asleep quicker. Um, I don't... My mum always told me that it does... If you, if you, don't, wear, if you don't wear your socks... If you wear socks, and you're, then your skin can't and your feet can't breathe. And then you wake up more uncomfortable. Well, the science behind it, at least as I've heard, and this person has backed it up, mm. is that your body needs to be at the exact same temperature, and your feet are the last person, last place to get to that temperature. Uh, and so that's... I've I heard that you that you last longer jogging if you wear socks. Mm. Well, that's interesting. More eighty percent fact mm. on this yeah, show. Who Fun knows? fact about my, uh, I guess my cousin-in-law. Um, he counts while he's in the shower and while he's brushing his teeth. Right. Why? But Weird. Why, he just he counts to 10. Well, he counts to 20, rather. Speaking of being and then in just the shower. the count again. Do you have... <laughs> it's weird. Do you... When you towel yourself, do you have a specific method or do you just do it? Because I definitely, like, do it in an order. Because um, I've heard people talk about this before. Yeah, I guess I do have, like, a certain order. I'd yeah. Like, head, top, head, top, head. Back, back, back. Front, front. <laughs> unspeakables. Leg, leg. Foot, foot. I think. That's fair. See, I've got an order, but, like... Sometimes I'll not do it, and it doesn't affect my day. It's, it's, it's not like I have to do this order in order to dry the same way. Your day. It's just like I just dry myself. If like I'll do something and I'll miss a bit, I'll but just go you could dry, dry it your again. entire body with a tea towel. Hilarious. <laughs> 
Burr. And original. Peter Small. Anyway, I think we need to <laughs> We do need yeah, to probably. go because we actually need to rebuild this set as well because they we bloody destroyed it for screen graffle. Anyway, uh, Ollie and I they? will be back for the Saturday show. But if you are um, a subscriber to this podcast, you're going to have two bonus podcasts tomorrow. That's right. Ooh. Two bonus podcasts. Of course, we're going to have our predictions for Money in the Bank 2019 going up. But also, we're going to be having the... Uh, Wrestle Talk Live in London podcast from our screening of Ready to Rumble, where you hear the podcast that we recorded talk about the wrestling career of David Arquette. So please look out for that. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, we'll take care. I'll see you soon. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.